Welcome back to another Progress Pure pod, everybody. Today I chat with the super interesting and really nice Kate Ovens. We talk all things uh, girl versus food. If you're familiar with man versus food challenges, this is pretty much what Kate does as well as food blogging. Uh, So if you guys are interested in making a living doing food challenges and eating a ton, sounds like a pretty great career path. Then we talk about that. We talk about how she handles criticism, how she stays fit, how she navigates dating, especially when her Hinge profile is linked to her Instagram. I'd recommend checking out her Instagram before listening or listening and checking it out at the same time. Um, And so if you want to do that, it's at kate.ovens. Enjoy, guys. Uh, Hey, Kate. Hey, all right. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, no, not too bad. Just wished it was a bit sunnier outside, that's all. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Like, I feel like sometimes in London you get three months of really nice spring and it promises you for like, oh my God, we're going to have this incredible summer. And then you get into summer, it's actually kind of shit in comparison. It's kind of like you literally get like sort of warped into ASOS and start buying all the summer clothes that you need to when they arrive. And it's like, I don't need any of these. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's so miserable. Or you wear them once, then you're like, right, I'll see you in 2020. This or is like I'm probably 2021 over this right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true. Um, so you know how I actually came across you on Instagram? I don't actually. Please do tell because I always find it so funny that out of you know the whole world, it's kind of like I saw you eating this thing, and it's like. Oh. <laughs> so I work for an app called Walk Up, which we help people get into rest to really busy restaurants, and I was looking at Blacklock their photos because they had this like amazing Instagram photo because I post for walk up and then I tagged you went onto your account and I was like oh this is so crazy this girl eats so much food I have to talk to her (laughs) that's amazing I absolutely love Blacklock have you been yeah 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 so good oh my gosh it's just like the I'm such a fan of when a roast beef is like sort of cooked to that perfection where it's actually got the pinkiness to it. Mm. And that photo, like, I was beyond happy. Like, they put us right into, like, a little corner table. And I was actually, I was saying goodbye to one of my friends. She was moving to New York at the time. And um, and I was like, what is the most traditional English place I can take her to? I was like, let's go out for a roast dinner. So, like, it's absolutely beautiful there. The service is sublime. And, like, genuinely, I cannot wait to go back when hopefully this starts getting a little bit more in the clear (laughs) it's so good and also the cocktails i think are probably the cheapest cocktails i've ever come across in place in london it's like a fiver i didn't even know that i got beers (laughs) mate you fucked up it's a fiver for cocktails oh my gosh and the thing is the food is like sublime there that you you know that the cocktails are going to be good as well yeah five pounds yeah 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 and they're like proper fancy you can get like nice negronis or you can get like elderflower vodka blah 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 they're lovely oh my gosh that sounds so good i want one right now <laughs> i know they are really good we'll have to we'll have to go there when when this is all over <laughs> yes yeah it would be nice to actually meet you in real life mm. so yeah explain like people who don't know explain a little bit about what you do essentially so it's a bit of an odd one, but I think the best way to explain it is if anybody has seen like Man versus Food with Adam Richmond on the Travel Channel on like the Food Network, I think um, it's basically sort of the giant food challenges and like, you know, the big pizzas, the giant burgers and everything. It's kind of like I eat those. <laughs> And it all sounds a bit strange, but it's a bit like, so I'll film myself eating that and then I'll put it onto like Facebook, onto YouTube. And sort of from that, it's ended up, I don't really know how it's kind of just 
put into two kind of um I don't know how it's just kind of gone from like one place to the next type thing, but pe more people have started asking me for like food recommendations. And I just sort of became right. like more and more involved with like independent restaurants and like street food and things that, you know, places that I was going to with my friends and really enjoying and like, you know, recommending to others and then other people were going and it just kind of grew from that. Like I've, I've always been doing the food challenges since, but like it's gone into food blogging at the same time and then just do the old food challenge for a bit of fun for like, you know, working with a place that I love that I, you know, I'm just like, make me a big one. <laughs> so did you initially start off with, cause I saw this YouTube video of you and you looked like pretty young and you were doing a hot dog challenge. Did you start this off because you wanted to get into food challenges? So yeah, it really did start with like food challenges and it was just sort of, that was pretty much my only aim with it was like, I knew I could eat a lot and I really wanted to kind of like show that. But it was also a time where like social media wasn't really where it is today or, you know, there weren't like tons of people who had their own personal profiles. It was like, you had the few YouTubers, like mainly in America and then the odd couple of like, you know, probably Zoella was like the only YouTuber in the UK or something. Yeah. And, um, and I found this, I'd sort of done a lot of research into it in my own time, just sat around bored at uni or something. <laughs> and um, and I found this one competition, which is I think the one that you found, which was, um, it was called Grill Stock. And it's a like big food, it's like a food festival. And it's mainly based in Bristol and they do a hot dog eating competition. And I was just like, I think I might actually have a chance at this. So I decided to enter because I thought, why not? And yeah. it was one of the very, very first times I was nervous I was shaking so much like because oh, really? the audience is huge so I'd probably say there was maybe like it was well over a thousand people in this crowd like it was Whoa. so so busy and I was terrified because I'd like never really done a proper one like that and I came second but I reckon now like if I were to go back into that competition like completely amateur like because there are people who do this like professionally now and things that like and there are some in the UK if it was purely amateurs I I'd be confident enough to say that I'd win <laughs> yeah 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 I'm not surprised like the stuff that I've seen you eat I'd be kind of disappointed if you didn't to be honest <laughs> I'd be so like sort of it's one of those things that you don't want to ever back yourself just in case you yeah. embarrass yourself so it's a bit like I don't want to say it but I think it basically if I went back into that exact same competition I would definitely win it but I don't want to say it now because I don't know whether people like would do better than me I'm not sure yeah it's better to back yourself if like, if you don't back yourself who is you know <laughs> no exactly yeah and did you have to do like an audition to get accepted into that I didn't actually I think it was just like free for all I don't you know I don't think they even had expectations or anything because there wasn't there is a bit more now where there's a bit more of like a professional-ish league it's still not very like mainstream at all but yeah I think you just literally just signed up and if you were it's like first come first serve so I think I was there like on the day just like straight away <laughs> and did you have to do because isn't there like a lot of technique that goes into food challenges Yes, yeah, so they, um, I didn't realise this at the time or anything like that, but so you, this challenge was six hot dogs. It was sort of like arranged in like a little pyramid. And then you got given um, like a tiny little bottle of water. Like, you know, those like little bottles that you used to get at kids' parties and stuff. Yeah. It was about the size of that. And, um, and I know that like during this competition they were like you know the guys hosting it were like you know you need to like use tactics and like try using the water and I saw some of the guys like 
pouring it over the bread and stuff. And I was like, that looks, I was like, I remember watching this and being like, that looks disgusting. I don't know why that's <laughs> helping. It doesn't make any sense to me. I hadn't really, you know, known much about it. Whereas now like using things like water, but because they restricted it, because it was in this like tiny little bottle and that's all you had, it's like a lot harder to kind of sip it because it comes out of that tiny little hole at the top. So, whereas if you had like, a pint glass for instance it would be much easier to kind of like gulp it with the food so yeah. I think they were trying to use that as like a way of like we're not we're going to give you a little bit of a tactic but not a massive advantage so right. um but yeah I mean that's taken me a few years to kind of realize like what they were doing at the time I was just like that's not a lot of water and I'm really thirsty yeah. <laughs> please have some more sir yeah yeah because I've heard I was talking to someone about this the other day and I heard that they with hot dog challenges they wet the bread so that it kind of just slides down their throat like it minimizes the chewing yeah, and like I, so I think like a lot of competitive eaters can like open their throat. I don't have this capability. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've I've got a big mouth, but like I can't open my throat. So like I'm sitting there, like you know, having a sip of water does help sort of digest, like sort of get it down a little bit easier. But I can't do what the guys in like America can do. I mean, there's Joey Chestnut who I think broke the record of like doing about seventy six in ten minutes, Jesus. and I'm just like. Uh, someone sort of asked me uh, uh, the other day, I think, and it was like, you know, does um, does that intimidate you? And I was just like, hey, I'd be so happy if I could get like 10 done. <laughs> yeah, 76, that's incredible. It's just, I don't even know how they do it, but they literally just like open their throat, they like dip the bread into the water and like for them that is their drink. So yeah. it's, I'm sure there's a lot more tactics to it. I just don't really know that much. <laughs> yeah, because in America, and I don't know, maybe in the UK, but do you see, I mean, it is like a proper sport, right? People see it as like mm. very competitive. Yeah, in America, they've actually got like a league and there's a lot more like sort of competitions that go on annually and there's like big prize winners and things like that. It's like, so there's, a, I know that there's a girl called Molly out there who, you know, it's a full-time job to do competitive eating, but instead of, it's not the money that she gets from like social media and like brands and things like that. It's the competition money she wins. That's like her actual earnings so her winning these competitions is her income so it's like whereas over in the UK I don't think I've ever seen an award bigger than a t-shirt like it's it's not really like a a thing over here that there's like proper prize money in it or anything but in America it's it's huge yeah I mean I'm not surprised like Americans I feel like they're more naturally competitive anyway and they have this they have this like uh, thing of we're going to compete against each other and there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser and things mm -hmm. are just bigger there anyway like I can understand why that would be more of a thing I think they just love the um you know like the team rivalries they yes. love the kind of like um you know it's like if you've ever been to like a baseball game or anything like that it's like if you don't wear merch you look ridiculous because yeah. everyone else is in merch it's kind of like I think they just like supporting things and you know this is just like a new it's kind of like the competitive eating industry is one of those things where it's like if you're not, because I was never like the sporty kid at school. I was, you know, I was the one that every athletics like sports day, it was like, I'm the one who's opting to do shot put because it involves yeah. the least running. Like, you know, it's kind of like, this is the sport for that, for those people. It's not saying that, you know, you, you didn't have to be like, it's not, I'm not saying that like the only audience in competitive eating are like sort of people who are out of shape or whatever. It's just sort of, you know, it's a different kind of interest and it's open to anybody who's interested and things like that. So it's just... 
I mean, it's the same with sports. I mean, loads of people go watch the football. Doesn't mean they're all in shape and you know playing for their local football teams. It's just mm. it's just a different audience, and it's just a little bit of fun, and it's open mm. to all every and you know whatever anyone's interested in. If people want to watch people eat, then go ahead. <laughs> me as well. I get it's the same. Reminds me of with like bodybuilding. Like it's the same kind of uh, a lot of people find bodybuilding like a really fast and I mean it is kind of like a sport you know like a fascinating thing and there there is such I don't know if you've ever seen um like YouTube videos of bodybuilding mm-hmm. competitions but like the audience they like are so like woo, like they're cheering and like it's really um people get really really into it as like fans and supporting them and stuff. and it's and the thing is it's like especially as a family member I can imagine like watching that person go through the dedication and the training and like I know that like building up to competitions they have to do like you know certain things with like their intake of like things like water for instance it's just like there's so much thought that goes into it for them to do those like poses where you know like they're moving their elbow and it's like it's all about you know the symmetry and things like there's so much that goes involved that you know I'd probably just be cheering them on being like they get to have dinner after this (laughs) yeah yeah, I know I know and they all they after those competitions like because they've basically starved themselves for a a long period of time or like in the run-up to that for a few weeks and like managing water and everything is so controlled you do see them getting like you know completely like binging on all this food because they're just like, oh, I don't God. blame them because it's no, like me neither I, I struggle just to diet in lockdown let alone like having to like restrict on how much like water or like snacks or you know you if I if someone was watching me like trying to train me for a competition during lockdown they'd have to be taking a snack out of my hand like every 20 minutes <laughs> no I totally feel you I don't I, I mean like I have massive respect for the people who can um you know commit themselves and dedicate themselves to something that is so so difficult absolutely and it's you know it's definitely for few not for all and you know I can imagine that the people who are supporting it are just so happy to see that you know all that effort like does get to be seen on such like a big spectrum and can be appreciated and they can win prizes and things like that so it's just it's just nice to see all the you know it's just nice when you see like so many people supporting it as well like yeah you know need, need like a team for the you know who does the best support almost I know it's so true I'm pretty sure they do actually give prizes for stuff like that um, <laughs> but do you think that because I feel like there is this kind of like weird fascination of watching a, a girl I know it sounds weird but like watching a young like pretty girl who's in shape eat this crazy amount of food I think people find it um fascinating you know that that's a thing I think it's definitely like for me I love the surprise factor so it's like I'll meet someone I'll chat to them for a good half an hour hour or whatever I won't even you know I won't even touch on what I do or I'll blaze over it straight away and then you know someone can come in and just be like do you know what she does and they'll be like they'll be like oh well she works in media and it's just like you know she like does food challenges and they're just completely like what (laughs) you know it's sort of like you you can talk to me about about like literally anything and without knowing that part of my job you just would never think you just never put the two and two together and that's what I love I love surprising people with it because it's just you just don't expect it yeah no not at all I was watching one of your videos where you went to Josie's and you had like a massive uh, stack of pancakes and this guy came (laughs) over to you and was like are you really going to eat all that love or something? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was so cute. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> no, and I, I do love it that, you know, people are, especially in person, like they'll sort of, there will be people who like come up to me and you're just like, you're not going to eat all that, are you? And like, and then they're sort of like, whilst they're having dinner and everything, they just keep looking over at you to see how you're getting on. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's just a little bit of entertainment for them, but um, no, and like, you know, it's when they're really cheering you on, like, you've got this, you know, you're almost there, just a few more bites. And sometimes the encouragement, it really helps because you don't want to let them down. <laughs> yeah, of course. You got, like, especially if there's pressure with people watching you. Yeah, if you don't want to let them down, I can totally see how that would be motivating in any kind of scenario. Absolutely. And it's like, I've had it before where... I remember once I did a challenge and I did it, um, I did it for my friend's market stall. It's like sort of around the corner from the Les Mis Theatre. I can't remember what the name of the, like they do, they like a lunchtime stall every day, like during the week. And uh, they made me this like giant po' boy sandwich. So it's talk we're talking like, you know, pretty much an entire French loaf of bread type thing every part of it had like a different part of their sandwich so it was filled to the brim there was like cheese running the whole way through it there was meat it was it was crazy and I because they weren't like an established restaurant they were just like a little food stand so we got a table and chairs set up and everything and a crowd started forming around me like you know those acts that you see in Covent Garden like where a guy's on a yeah. unicycle it was like that but I was that there with a giant sandwich <laughs> I feel like that would be really really cool but also, do you ever get it where you, like, I don't know if maybe this was more in the beginning, but you ever felt like, you know, weirdly self-conscious of like going to a place, having a friend film you, talking to a camera, people sitting around you and like just eating as much as you could? Oh my gosh, it was, it, I remember the first few times because it's like, I always took my tripod just so that I kind of had it almost time lapsy. It's not me kind of like going around sort of trying to film myself during it or anything. It's kind of like, I'm just gonna let this camera run. I might have like another camera at the side, just kind of like mix it up. And then if I go with somebody, I'll just ask them like, can you film it and sort of kind of move around so that it's kind of like the video's got a bit more dimension to it. Um, and it's sort of like, at the beginning, it was terrifying because it was just me coming in with my tripod and just me asking like the staff, like, is it okay if I do this? <laughs> but as as time went on, I kind of, I get more nervous, like trying, attempting to vlog in public. It, I actually am less conscious of like setting up an entire tripod and lights because yeah. that looks more professional. Like that looks like you're really here to do something and like you've planned it and it's all properly done. Whereas if I'm like talking to myself on a camera, I always think that people think like, oh, she thinks she's big time. I have no idea who she is kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, t I do know what you mean. I used to have that when I was starting to vlog and like I would have, it really depended what mood I was in. Like days where I'd be like, yeah, this is cool. I can do this. And other days where I'd be filming myself and then halfway through a sentence, I'd just be like, eh. yeah, because like, I just feel like everyone listening to me and I'd get warm and just be like, what am I doing? I know. And the this? thing is, you want to you either want to get it like right. Absolutely. First time. Or it's like if you mess up and someone sees it and you're like, oh, my God, they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then you're like, and I hate myself. It's just like, I'm the worst. I don't even want to be doing this. So yeah, I'm a mate. I think the people who, you know, me setting up on a tripod, I just, I don't feel as self-conscious as maybe I did at the beginning, but like, I am a mate, you know, people who can just kind of crack their phone out in the middle of a shopping center or whatever and start talking to their camera. If you can do that on your own, I applaud you. Like that's, that's what I find amazing because I still don't think I can do that. I mean, I think a lot of that is, I, and I think a lot of with everything in life is how you do it. Like if you're just really confident with it and like really kind of assertive in yourself, then you can kind of pull anything off, you know? Yeah, I think it's the fact that like, 
it's almost like every bit of confidence is always false confidence. It's sort of like you're trying to believe in yourself, but like you also are so worried about what other people think. And I'd love to just go in and not care what anyone thought. But I feel like those people, it's like if I had like a big gimbal and I had like a couple of people with me, it's like, okay, well, I look professional now. Like this is fine. But when it's like you on your own, it's like, oh my God, like no one knows who I am. And I, and I get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a hundred percent. I totally get that. And because you were like, because now you have like over a hundred thousand followers on Insta, you know, you've got uh, a big YouTube following. Uh, I saw you're in GQ. Congrats. Super Thank cool. You. That was, that was like the coolest thing ever like they when they got in touch I was just like so you're talking about like the actual GQ right like I had to second all I had to literally second guess them because I wasn't like you know when it's like this is too much yeah 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 <laughs> so like yeah I just wasn't expecting that and like I didn't even like I told my parents but I didn't even like tell some of my friends and everything because I was so nervous that I'd like gone through this whole interview and they'd be like yeah no something else came up <laughs> like we don't want it anymore so I was like waiting until because I mean I think that was about two weeks between doing the interview and actually it being published and I remember the girl I remember the girl who interviewed me she was like oh it should come out soon I was like they hate it they're, gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna post it <laughs> but then it came out and I was like oh my gosh thank god yeah and like what a cool magazine you know that's not just like I mean getting published in anything is super cool but like GQ is like really cool and respected and like oh my gosh it's it's definitely up there with like my highest achievements kind of thing I think Billie Eilish was like in the cover of like last like last month's one and I'm just saying like, how on earth is like me and Billie Eilish on the same anything yeah 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 that's so cool <laughs> it's it's yeah it was it was definitely a big highlight I'm not gonna even like try and pretend that it's like cool or anything yeah no definitely don't yeah just be like this is so cool like just wear it you know <laughs> honestly I might as well just wear a badge yeah GQ whenever you go out to film shit be like by the way I was in GQ I don't know t-shirt. if you know about this and it's like yeah. hey, you've told us 12 times I'm like I don't care this is the coolest thing ever <laughs> And, but so you've, you know, having all the success, like you're in cool magazines and everything and you're, this isn't your full-time job, right? It is. It is actually. Oh, it is your full-time yeah, job. Yeah, this is the full-time job. Because you just said you did media stuff. So yeah, so that's, sure. that's me like downplaying it. So like I oh. can, so I come in and it depends who I'm talking to. So like sometimes I, you know, for instance, like say if I was on a date, I don't like talking about it straight away because I, you want to get to know the other person type thing. And yeah. sometimes if you say, you know, I do competitive eating as a job, but it kind <laughs> of does end up taking over the conversation a bit because the questions come out, and which is which is absolutely fine. And it is a big part of my life and I do love talking about it. So it's not that it's like a problem. I don't, I'm not embarrassed about it. It's just like, I want to know more about you as well before this conversation gets taken over by this one thing. <laughs> right, right. So right, I'll just okay. be like, I work in like media and if they ask a bit more about it, I'll sort of say like, oh, it's just kind of like food and drink. <laughs> right okay yeah because I thought this was it must be a full-time job but then when you said media I was like Jesus so you have you do like a media full-time job on the side and then you oh, do no. this as well like no definitely not I don't think um I don't think I'd be able to sort of keep this up as well I feel I feel like definitely there are a lot because a lot of foodies funnily enough there's I think there's only about three of us who would do it full-time I think every other foodie has a full-time job so it, it can be done and everything and I definitely think I would be able to do it I just think I'd be very burnt out by the end 
Yeah. And also, if this is what you love doing most of the time, then like, and if you, you know, you're young enough where you can spend the time making this into a full time career, then like, good for you. Like, yeah. You know. And like, you know, I don't think this is like the forever career. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I'm not sort of living in a little dreamland bubble thinking, oh, my life is always going to be like this. It's, you know, I've always said it's just like, if, if it ended tomorrow, I had a great run. I've got, you know, I've met some amazing people. I've had some amazing food and I've had such great opportunities that can't be taken away from me so it's just kind of keeping the reality up I'm like I'm amazed I'm still doing it full time I won't lie to you <laughs> and I want to go back like there are so many things you've mentioned that I'm like oh my god I need to I want to know more about that but like going back to when you were talking about if you go on a date with someone and they ask what you do like do you ever have scenarios we were talking about you know dating before we started recording like do you ever have scenarios where people are like oh what's your insta or, you know, like, you know, how do you navigate that when you first meet a boy or, you know, whoever that you're interested in? It's, it's quite a funny one because I think, like, I don't normally get the kind of like, what's your Insta as much? Because I don't know, maybe on Hinge, it's just like it's already like linked to your profile. So you can already see sort of some pictures and things. Oh, but, so um, do you link your, your Hinge to your Instagram already? Yeah, but to be fair, I'm thinking of changing it back, like where it's just like hidden and stuff, trying to be a little bit more like, you know, because they'll just be like, whoa, you eat like, you know, what's, a, what's with it with all the food on your profile? And I'm just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, but no, so like, I have had it before where I've met someone at a bar and everything and then, you know, we've exchanged like details and then, you know, we start like chatting and then they're like, oh, what's your Insta? And I sent it to them and they were just like, okay, <laughs> well, you didn't mention this. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, um, that's, that's it. <laughs> it's so funny because it's just kind of like, take it or leave it. You know, here I am. It's, the thing is normally what I find so funny is like they probably don't get back to me once I've sent the insta it like they don't get back to me for about 20 minutes and I think it's because they're like just thinking they're probably just scrolling through just going like what on earth have I got myself into <laughs> but no I mean you know it's just it's one of those things that um I do have like another private account so if I wanted to like not but like that's a really weird one I've called it like it's like you know panoramic photos like yeah. you know when you get a photo of a panoramic it's like you know when a panoramic goes wrong like someone moves and it looks ridiculous and stuff that's kind of what I put on my like personal one because it's just stupid <laughs> so it's like a finster what do people call it like a fun insta is it a finster yeah I, th I think it's called a finster but like mine's just kind of you know because 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 my main Facebook is my name and it like takes over my whole job and everything um I find that like when I want to post pictures of me and my friends I've got to be careful because of like engagement it's just like I don't want it to be like affecting I don't want my social life and my job to be like affected with each other so I use the other account to be there like I hung out with my friends today yeah. and, like here's some pictures and stuff like that so I'm not too conscious about it I try not to be as I used to be like really bad where it's like I wouldn't you know it's all work kind of thing whereas now it's a bit like I'm trying to just be like hey chill no one cares right <laughs> oh so you try because I saw you uploaded like some family stuff on your food account like is that what you mean like you want to try and like incorporate that more I just I just want it to be like you know just normal really it's like as you would be like following a friend kind of thing so I've still got to be careful because it like it will affect engagement numbers and like Instagram algorithms and just all that kind of like blah 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 and whatever but it's just I, I'd like to have some sense of like normality on the account where it, while still trying to grow it so it's yeah it's just sort of that's 
I, I just don't want it to be like constantly like, here's me with food, here's food, here's me, here's me with food. It's like, I want it to be like, I'm out with my friends today and this is my family and I went on a cool trip to so-and-so. Like, I just want it to be a bit more like you're following a friend really, but for it not to be too affected, like with the engagement. Right. So. Is that because you want it to feel more personable or because you want to show people that your life is like not just all about food or... I think it's just like, it's just what I want to post. So it's like, you know, things that I want to show, whether it gets, you know, three likes or whether it gets a thousand likes. It's just, it's, it's just something that like means something to me. You know, I posted to, well, it was from yesterday, but it's like I posted today on my like stories and it was just me in St. Albans with my friends. It's like the first time I went to a restaurant and I was like, oh, this is so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like first restaurant in four months. Yeah. Like this is, this is the biggest news ever. Yeah, 100%. You've got to post about that. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just trying to show, because I think some people in social media, they get so worked into like, I must produce the best content that makes sure that I fit, you know, the algorithm and stuff. And I'm like, is this even making you happy anymore? Yes. Like, just make sure it makes you happy. So that's kind of what I want to try and post a bit more is just like stuff that just makes me happy. Yeah, I, th- I mean, that totally makes sense. And if you, I think if you, like, you know, social media can be such a mind fuck sometimes. And I think if you go along, it took me a long time to learn this and I'm still trying to learn this, but if you can post and share what feels right to you and what you want to do and try and block out all those things of like, what do people want to see? Or like, well, how, how will this do that? Then I think you have a real chance of like, you know, actually creating content and posting this stuff which feels most right with you and which will probably end up causing the most engagement anyway. And then you can have like a career in doing it rather than being pulled five different ways and, you know, trying to dictate what people want. Exactly. And it's kind of like, I'm just trying to make sure because I know that people sort of they're falling through pitfalls at the moment, you know, they're working so hard, the engagement's not there, they're, you know, it's more and more like, not insulting to their effort. Uh, Yeah, I guess it's kind of like insulting to their efforts. It's like they go through all this effort, and they're just not reaping the rewards and stuff. And it's just getting them down in their like day to day life. And I'm like, this is the thing that's supposed to make you happy. This isn't the thing that's supposed to make you stress out twice as much and make you miserable when you know, when you finally get to the outcome of it. It's just like, you know, take a step away, try and get back to yourself, try and get back to what makes you happy. And you know, just start again almost. And I think I've done that a fair few times where it's like I've stepped away. My One of my best mates, I've lived with her for like three years and everything. She had a very like sudden, she was, she got offered this amazing job opportunity in Australia. I know she's always wanted to work abroad, but it's like when it all happens very quickly, it's kind of like, I wasn't expecting this so quickly. And it bas- I basically like took off for like a month and wow. it was just a bit like... I'm like, I'm off. I, you know, I really struggled with it. I was, you know, trying to find a new flatmate at the time. I was just upset (laughs) about the situation. Like, I was just trying to, like, juggle a few things. I wasn't busy. I wasn't, like, you know, some people are like, oh, I had to take a step away and, like, you know, get deadlines in order and things like that. Like, I wasn't busy. I was just, like, (laughs) I was just lazy and upset. Wow. (laughs) So you were, like, really were affected by your best friend kind of taking off. Like, it really affected your mental health? Uh, It wasn't really like mental health. It was just more like I just I knew that like posting up content being like, wow, you know, go to this restaurant. I'm so happy and like whatever. It's just a bit like 
I'm not. Yeah. I'm really not like that happy at the minute. And like, I want it to be a bit more in the moment. So, um, you know, after like a month, I think I posted like once or twice maybe. And then I think towards the end, some I did get a few messages, not loads. Cause like, I think this is again, what people think it's like, you know, they stop posting and they think all of a sudden everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, why is she not posting? What's going on? Yeah. I'm like, honestly, unless my audience literally don't care about me at all. I got a few messages towards the end, just being like, is everything all right? Yeah, I haven't eaten anything lately. <laughs> yeah, and like, um, you know, I posted off and I said, you know, I'm sorry I've been a bit quiet recently. Like, my best mate's moving. I'm so proud of her. I'm so happy for her. It's just, you know, whatever. And everyone was fine with it. It's just try not to get yourself like down too much about like your own thing it's just everyone's got their own stuff going on just make sure it makes you happy like you know don't post stuff if you're miserable all week or whatever like you know it's not gonna make you any happier yeah totally dude I wish I had a friend like you that like if I was like by I'm moving they were like I'm taking I'm going off social media for a month my friend is leaving <laughs> like I would love that if all my friends did that it's like a commemoration of me oh we could well I'll be your friend <laughs> so doing that like you, you said that you were thinking of going to New York I will literally be like packing your bags like sort of when you go I'm like I'm planning my visit <laughs> <laughs> definitely you should come visit I'm trying to get as many people I'm like yeah come visit me and pretending it's like because I want you there but I'm also like but I also won't really know anyone and would love company from the UK to like explore around kind of thing like sort of have a hometown but also like let's have a hometown but explore a new town literally that's exactly <laughs> what I want um, so yeah so you're you this is your full-time job and uh I, I'm so so curious like do you ever how do you make money doing this like do you get money from the competitions do you ever do it for charity like how does that work in you you know sustaining yourself and like living and feeding yourself basically and doing this as a job so my main source of income is actually from like brand deals so I've been very lucky to sort of write quite early on I sort of came into touch with a few like brands like quite quite big brands as well and it's just sort of working with those brands and then because with PR it'll be like one PR firm and then they'll have like 12 brands that they represent and it's like you do a campaign for one and if it works really well with them they might be like oh well actually your audience fits really well with this and your audience fits really well with this and because I have like I have basically like an older male audience so kind of like a sporty audience um it's the audience where it's basically like I basically have everyone's boyfriend and it's like <laughs> which is which is great at everything and people think that in like almost like a, they can think it how they will but I can guarantee I've organized so many dates for them I've organized so many anniversaries I've organized like you know sort of people coming on there like honeymoon trips and things no like way. I've I've literally organized so many because that's the type of dms I get I don't really get like you know I don't I get the odd few being like you know oh um you know flattering and very kind and everything which is lovely but like I also get a lot of people being like so I really want to take my girlfriend out to the, you know we're staying in a hotel here um where would you say is really good to go and I'm like right well where's your budget yeah. where's you know it, like because obviously you've got to respect that like that's the thing I love about food it's kind of like it there's no limit it's like we can go somewhere really really cheap and have an amazing experience you can go somewhere really really expensive and still have like an amazing experience it's just you know and it can be catered to whoever's asking basically so I try and make sure I've got like their budget in mind and you know kind of what vibe they're going for if they're going for like nice drinks or if they want like a really like you know a lot of them they just want like a really like wholesome meal they're not bothered about like you know a flower wall <laughs> or anything so um yeah that's kind of like the relationship I have where 
working with brands and everything it's that's the kind of audience that I have and actually it's not it mainly like to have that audience it's mainly like sports sportsmen like is usually having that type of audience like sportsmen who do like commentary or you know sort of on tv and things like that and I just basically think I'm the cheaper version <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it, when I was looking at it I and like reading comments and stuff like that I did get that impression that it was kind of that that audience but it, because I think that guys do find that kind of thing like sports and competitiveness maybe more more compelling for some reason yeah and I mean don't get me wrong I'm not blind or anything I think that being a girl and being yeah. younger probably definitely is in my favor but um yeah. but also surprising surprisingly on Facebook which is actually like my biggest audience it's 50 50 split if anything it's more females than males so oh, that's interesting. It's actually, you know, as much and that's my biggest audience as well. Like Instagram it's a bit more 70/30 like males to females, but Facebook is a straight down 50/50. It hasn't changed like from right from the beginning it was 50/50 and 4 or 5 years later it's still 50/50 gender split. So it's you know funnily enough there are a lot of girls watching it as well and you know I'm so grateful that there's girls still following me because I'm like I'm such a girl's girl <laughs> I swear I'm not trying to steal your boyfriend I promise I'm not I'm really not interested <laughs> I think partly why girls find it so fascinating and this is definitely something which I was watching your videos saying like how are you not so fat but like for <laughs> girls like you know because there's so much of like girls trying to watch their weight or like all of this stuff and like now I think it's great because that is changing changing more etc but how do you stay fit <laughs> and eat all this food it's so let me start this off okay. I do not have the wonder metabolism that everyone thinks I have like I'm not that girl that you went to school with that was stick thin and eating like 12 burgers at lunch and going up seconds thirds fourths and then having dessert afterwards I was I was the girl going up having seconds and thirds but I gained weight from it yeah. so and you know I I was never the I was never the fat kid at school I was the slightly chubbier one like I was you know I'm five foot five I've been this height since I was about 10 years old or so I was you know quite I'm pretty much the similar frame as well as when I was 10 years old so as a 10 year old I was massive <laughs> and um and yeah so over the years like again never the fat you know I was never the fattest but I was definitely on the larger side and um over the years like sort of I wasn't happy with the way I looked and then about sort of 16 17 I was like I'm gonna lose the weight like I'm so upset about it I want you know I think I was only a size like 14 16 almost so like not even big but just for me I wasn't comfortable in myself and I wanted to I wanted to make a change so I did all the normal things I exercised I was actually started like training for a half marathon and it was like you know the first bit of proper exercise I'd like ever done really yeah. other than like netball yeah. <laughs> or like rounders <laughs> yeah like literally the most like English sports ever yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so like I um you know I started doing like started getting into like running in a bit of fitness I reduced my portion sizes I was having salads and like more healthy meats and I lost the weight and things but I was just you know I was starving like the whole time I was so hungry you know how like most people their their appetite shrinks once when they're dieting and things mine didn't oh really you didn't <laughs> after like a couple of weeks you weren't just like have wanting smaller portions anyway 
No, I was still just as hungry as like when I first started. And that's what got me into like watching all these food challenge videos because I was dieting at the time and it kind of, in a way, like watching someone eating the food just kind of, it felt quite satisfying almost in a way. And that's how I started like watching more and more of it. And I was watching it and I was like, I really think I can do this. Wow, and, like, that's so interesting. That's, that's how it kind of started. So like to stay in shape and things, I am still doing sort of, I do the odd run like a couple of times a week. Again, not like masses. I run every couple of days and, you know, I over this over like lockdown i've actually been doing a lot more like sort of trying to do home workouts i'm actually currently putting off a home workout today which yeah. i'm supposed to do and i'm like i really can't be bothered um but like home workouts i'm doing as well again this is the most exercise i've done in about like, three years two years like the last two years i've basically I haven't signed up to a gym in London. I just can't really be bothered with it. And like the last couple of years, I've just been very busy and very social and I've just been enjoying myself. I put on a bit of weight, which I was quite happy with. I wasn't, you know, and I, I walked everywhere. I have the luxury of living quite central in London. So I walked to a lot of my meetings. I was very active. I wasn't exercising loads, but I was sort of trying. Um, yeah, my, my weight fluctuates sort of depending on how my week's going. So yeah, I'm not the kind of, you know, I'm not the person that people probably see the videos and think, oh, how lucky is she? And right. I'm like, I'm working really hard. Yeah. <laughs> just to, it's like, I work really hard just to look average. <laughs> sure, yeah. But I mean, you look great. Um, but that's so it's really interesting what you said before about how you were watching videos because you were dieting of people eating. So I feel like that could have gone one of two ways. Like, and thank God it went the way of like, this is really cool. I want to try this. But it sounds like, because that's the kind of thing that people who um, get into, get it in their heads when they really want to lose weight and like become obsessed with it. They're almost like anorexic people get like a fascination with people eating. So like, I'm super happy it didn't go that way for you. No, no, no. And like, the thing is, I completely understand. I feel like I've gone through phases of like taking things too far as well. Like, you know, I've stopped myself to uh, like, sort of got myself back. But actually the last, I'd say probably like the last, because I think when you're going through teenager stages, you're bound to sort of fall into bad traps with food and, you know, things like that. But over the years, like of just, you know, the more knowledge that's out online and things and the more that you kind of like, you know sort of the more that you read the more that you understand and like you know you learn some you learn some bad habits when you're younger but I'm kind of almost grateful that I went through all of that because I you know despite food challenges being my job despite working with food as work and everything I've probably got the healthiest relationship I've got I've had with food in my entire life which just kind of shows that you know I, I'm not perfect I've gone through ups and downs I've you know, I've gained weight, I've lost weight. It's just sort of, I'm not perfect by any means, but it's like going through all of that has made me get to where I am. And I think I've probably got the healthiest relationship I've ever had with food. And I'm so happy about it because I just don't, you know, I don't eat a burger and then like fear for my life kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, which I think is so, I mean, it's so important for any girl, especially when you're a teenager and like when you're a young woman, because I think we can be so affected by like social media and looking perfect and stuff. So it's important for those girls anyway, but then especially for you, like if this is your job that you don't 
feel that guilt because it it you shouldn't you know no and like sort of I do get asked you know like what's my routine and what do I eat and they almost like want me to plan it out for them and I'm just like this is my full-time job though like if you're trying to do exercise and eating healthily around a very chaotic like nine to five and it's never usually nine to five they always you know there's always extra hours being shoved in at either side and it stresses you out and everything that goes on top of that if you're then trying to like do what I do like my whole job is to do this I can't expect someone else to do the same and for it to work and you know it's like there's so many implications like I found what works for me I feel like everyone else needs to do their own research but you know I'm happy to help I'm happy to say like you know I don't have the wonder metabolism and like I do eat healthily and I just I'm not just born lucky with it kind of thing to show them that it's like there is you know I don't have like a wonder trick or anything it's just down to being sensible and just trying your best and you know because I know that on top of a job like I've had friends who've got really really stressful jobs and they put on weight over the years and they're not happy with it and you know they're just like oh I, I wish I could you know I wish I could look like you and I'm like but we're completely different you know my whole job is to, to is to look like this honestly it's it's the same with like a PT saying you should be able to do this and it's just like well you work out for like 12 hours yeah. a day well exactly that's what I find funny when like I mean obviously Victoria's Secret mo- models are like superhuman anyway and like celebrities are going to be super beautiful but I find it funny when people look at celebrities and they're like oh like in a jealous way like why is she so beautiful I wish it was me. like it's, it's like, not fair kind of thing yeah and it's like that is her job like she has like a nutritionist and a, a beauty person and someone who like makes sure they're eating all the right stuff and exercising at the right time like you can't be hard on yourself because you don't have that life no exactly and it's like you've just got to try and make the most of your own situation like my like one of my friends that she like I said sort of works in a really really high stress place and she's sort of not been happy with her weight for like a number of years but now she's kind of like got into a much more calm place in her life and she's sort of started focusing more on it and she's like started seeing results with it and I'm like but that's great you know but I would never say anything otherwise like unless it's start you know even it's a personal journey that girls need to go through and like you know I think it whatever works best for them try not to put like so much I think girls put so much pressure on themselves to look a certain way and they compare themselves to so many people so many different body types out there like I know that every girl has compared themselves to their friends their people you know celebrities it's like why does my body not do this it's just you know body shapes are so different like for instance I have no hips to save my life I'm so jealous of any girl who can like wear a long dress because it goes nicely out of the hips like I look like I look like a thing of toothpaste I look ridiculous (laughs) but like I can wear really short things yeah yeah yeah. I can get my legs out because that's something that like works on me but me wearing a long dress I look absolutely ridiculous so it's sort of you know some people are jealous of what I've got but I'm like I can't wear what you've got because I do not have an hourglass figure and it's just you know working like girls need to find out like what works to their strengths and that may not be what your best mate looks like or what the fashion trend is at the moment I agree with that and whatever you have there's always going to be things that you look at other people and you're like I wish I looked like that so just you may as well just be happy with what you've got me looking at Margot Robbie like every I know day. right You're just like, uh, <laughs> like every time I look at em- Emily Ratajkowski I'm just like but I don't understand <laughs> it's just like so how did your body perform that <laughs> I know it's mental 
it's mental so then how do you manage it like if for example you get uh one week where you've got loads of jobs like you know monday to to sunday somebody wants to get you doing an eating challenge do you have to manage it in a way where you're like no i'm only doing one a week or something yeah so i basically only do a food challenge maybe once every couple of months which i think people find quite surprising yeah it's it used to be about once a month but because i got so busy with like doing brand work and sort of food vendors and I became a bit more like involved in like the foodie world type thing it sort of it became like it's not that like challenges are off the cards or anything it's like I'm still doing them I just don't do them as regularly because it does put a strain onto my body and it does like affect my sort of because a lot with the foodie the other foodie jobs it's like it's all to do with you know I go out and like be social with my friends and you know we have a beer and it's like you know I can't be doing food challenges on top of that every month as well so it's just it's um it just sort of depends on like what's coming in at the time and everything. So like during lockdown, I've done two and I plan, I think I plan to do one maybe next week, but even then I'm still like, it was supposed to be this week. And then I'd arranged to see my friend yesterday and like sort of, I was um, doing a food thing earlier this week and I was like, yeah, probably shouldn't this week, should I? (laughs) And then how do you um, manage it in terms of like, but we're running up to the food challenge. Do you change your diet in any way? Like, do you, what do you eat like on a normal basis? You try, cause you said you're healthy most of the time. Yeah. So like on a normal basis, I'll just try and, you know, I'll eat like a proteins, like sort of very like, I will eat salads. I'll eat fish. I'll eat chicken. I'll eat, you know, but then I'm so, such a sucker for snacking as well. Like you cannot stop me from snacking. I'll have like, you know, love a good ginger nut biscuit, love, love you know I'll try and make sure it's like a low calorie one but then my kryptonite over lockdown has been I don't know whether you've tried these but they're you know the Biscoff like ice creams no but I've seen them I think I saw on your Instagram it's like an imaginative oh my gosh like it's the thing is normally normally I take like pictures of you know like beautifully presented burgers and like I don't normally do it of like just a product because I mean the ice cream is not exactly like desirable to the eye or anything but I'm like this is the greatest thing I've had and it's like and the thing is what's frustrating about it is it's um so it's a biscoff ice cream and it's what's annoying because there is like it's expensive it's small yeah it's so small and it's so high in calories as well so like there's not really any good things going on here but I'm like I just love the taste of it so it's sort of like even that is like my kryptonite you know I can't you can't stop me from snacking so it's sort of because I know how some people are like oh you don't need the snacks and like you know you having one of these every day is going to equate to this many calories and I'm like yeah but that's that's what's keeping me sane yeah yeah I know totally like I'm the same I'm a massive snacker and like but yeah I'm sure there is a world where I could just eat three meals a day and not snack in between but I'm like the, the the thing that does that does in my head of me just thinking about snacks then is not worth the energy of me just having it and forgetting about food like constantly thinking about it is so unhealthy exactly and I feel like we need to kind of like get out of the kind of because I feel like that's what will lead on to you know you build it up so much and then you end up having like a massive binge because you've you've been thinking about it constantly it's like you might as well give yourself a little bit of a treat every now and then I mean I treat myself all the time so yeah and I've, I've totally been there like at university there were times where I was uh like you mentioned you sometimes went too far with food like I definitely had to now I'm at a healthy place with food but there were times where I it wasn't like that and like it would be like three weeks of you know trying to count macros eat the perfect amount of grams etc and then I'd be thinking about it so much that I just end up binging on loads of food and then just being like well now I just feel a bit shit 
Yeah. Exactly. And like, that's why sort of where I'm at now, like I'm in such a happy place with it. And, you know, I can understand that if people only see the food challenges, they think like, oh, you're so lucky. You just, you know, you get to eat whatever you like. And I'm like, you don't eat, you don't see all the salads I'm eating. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, well, why don't you post that? I'm like, do you know how boring a salad looks? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no one's going to want to see this. Trust me. <laughs> So my mic unfortunately cut out in this a little bit, but I essentially asked Kate, does she want to do this when she's older? What are her plans? Is this what she wants to be doing in five years time? So I've got like a couple of ideas in mind, not in terms of like, you know, I'm still thanking my lucky stars. I'm still doing this as a career. Like I think it's, you know, social media has created so many opportunities and there are, you know, with waves and waves of people coming in with who are incredible, you know, younger people, they're stunning, they're, you know, they work so hard, they're like 50 times better than you kind of thing. It's just like, I, I know that there's going to be a time where I'll probably not be needed because there'll be someone else who's much, much better. But like, I, you know, I love what I do. I uh, do have like, you know, a couple of ideas of sort of so like social media, like shows that I would love to get more involved with. So it's annoying because of lockdown, it kind of. So for the last like couple of years, me and my flatmate had been travel. you know, we've been bouncing around all over the world, just sort of like going on European trips for a joke over the weekend kind of thing, trying not to take too many holidays because she's like still at work and stuff. So like we were taking, you know, she was leaving at like sort of Friday right at the end of the day and come we were getting back at like 3 a.m. on Monday and she was like going into the office at like 7 and... <laughs> Damn, that's such a nice life. I'm yeah, like bless her. She she sort of committed to it, and like we bounced around so many places, and we were staying in hostels. We did it super cheaply and everything. So we did that for like two years, and then I was quite happy with sort of like I want. I knew that the UK had like so much to offer, and it's like because I've got a UK audience, and like I went to Newcastle University, and I wanted to show because I feel like when you mention Newcastle to people, first instant thought is they're like drinking, super cheap, Geordie Shore, like, you know, that kind of vibe, which I love, you know, don't get me wrong, still the best thing about Newcastle is, you know, the drinking scene, it's amazing, it's such a good community spirit. But like what I wanted to kind of show, because over the years, like when I was at uni, there weren't, there weren't as many places, but now there's so many more places that have like, come up over the years of restaurants and I so I really wanted to see what like going up for a weekend and just doing a bit of a food tour to like be like I know that Newcastle's known for drinking but also there's some amazing places to go to so I did that and I was really nervous about posting it because I was like this is very different to what I normally do this is very like me kind of thing with me and my friends and I pulled up a friend with me as well and I posted it and it did I was amazed at how well it did like it's almost, a, I think it's at like 900,000 views at the moment on Facebook, which is like absolutely crazy. And like, I got approval from Geordie's, which was like my biggest fear. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then because of the success with that one, I've got a couple of friends in who are foodies who are based in Birmingham. And I knew that Birmingham has like a really big food scene as well. So I messaged them and was like, can we please arrange a weekend? I really want to try doing a foodie tour in Birmingham. And my whole year this year was going to be doing loads of foodie tours around the UK. And I was like, when I said to my mum, I was like, when I wanted, when I said I wanted to spend time in the UK, I didn't mean this. <laughs> yeah. At home for like four months locked up. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, that's something I would 
love to get back into with doing like the food tours. I did one in Philadelphia, which was incredible. I like, got to bounce around and found some like amazing cheesesteaks and like- Yes, I saw that. Learn about some amazing things that they do out there. Like everywhere was amazing out there. It just made me not, I can't believe I was only out there for like four days. It just, it felt like an entire lifetime. It was incredible. And I want to do more of that as well. Cause like, I don't want it to be like any other, you know, I know there are a lot of food traveling shows. I know there's so much already out there, but mine's a bit more like a, this is just, you know, a lot of food shows could be like a bit more, it's really great quality. It's really like this. And it's like, mine is, but it's like a fiver. <laughs> and it's like, you know, the place that's so easily it's like accessible and it's just, you know, you're, you're going to the locals favorite. It's like the reason why they go to this fish and chips is because X, Y, and Z, and they love the guy who works behind the counter. And, you know, I'm not saying that other programs, like I haven't delved into too many programs, but I know that they're out there, but like, that's kind of what I wanted to do. And, you know, but then again, like I said, I feel like there are so many young, talented, amazing people who could probably come in and do this at the same time as well. So I'm just trying to get maybe ahead of it before they do. <laughs> so it sounds like you really care about like community and the people behind the food and like the story that goes into that. Mm, oh my gosh, it's like the best part. Some of my like favorite people are people who work like in the restaurant business because they are so talented. Like some of the food creations they can make and then they're, you know, they're selling it for something. I'm just there, like, you should be selling this for like 30 quid. I don't understand how this is five. <laughs> yeah. But like they're so, and they're so amazing and you know, they appreciate you being there and like I'm just there like you know they'll be like oh please try this and I'm just there like stop giving me nice things like I will pay for it because it's that good so please stop it so you know and I don't know like the food and drinks industry it's not from what I've heard anyways it's just like it's the nicest industry everyone's so welcoming no one seems to really like one-up each other like I'm sure that there are so many lovely industries and everything but just from what I've heard with like fitness and no maybe not fitness is a bad example but like fashion and beauty there can be like cattiness and things I'm like in the food and drinks industry it's so funny because a brand will come to you know a brand will message me and be like um you know we're working on this campaign I'm just like oh yeah like blah blah, blah I know blah blah blah, blah, blah. and we're just so it was like I'm friends with all of these guys <laughs> yeah that's so nice I honestly like because obviously I work with in restaurants as well and like can t I completely agree with that the restaurant industry can be I think it is the nicest industry that like I mean so far that I've worked in because people are like family you know like they've created this community and they care about each other and they've poured their you know creating food in a menu is a creative artistic process and so people put their heart and soul into doing that and then when they have people there like you or you know diners who come in and, and enjoy that for them it's uh it's like they're everything absolutely know? and it's a bit like you know I kind of like imagine it as like being like one giant Italian family you know with the Italian mum who's like sort of you know it's like phones off like phones completely like you know in a cupboard or anything we are going to be here for seven hours like you know it's uh, everything happens around the dinner table everyone gets involved everyone helps out doesn't matter whether you're great at cooking doesn't matter whether you're the worst at cooking it's just like as long as you're up for trying and giving things a go and like you know it's sort of as long as you like want to and like because you know the food industry doesn't discriminate to anything you know the like the evolution of like sort of where veganisms come out of like you know gluten-free meals and dairy you know so many people are having like oat milk instead of having like normal milk and like you know I know bloggers who pub like who literally blog about you know their 
their restaurant experiences and having like IBS and stuff like there's so many things that you know weren't spoken about now and it's developed and you know restaurants are being tested basically it's a bit like you know can you make a vegan burger that tastes just as good as the rest of your menu like are you able to do this can you cater to this like do you have the requirements and can you still satisfy the customer like it's it's testing it almost but they're almost like happy for the challenge yeah yeah totally and I mean it's the same with any industry but if they if restaurants and people if they don't adapt to the way that people are changing their lifestyles or you know the way that people want to eat out or the things that they're eating out it could kill them so like they have to and it's great when you see them taking on that challenge and they're excited about it and it's like you know getting it to like live up to the rest of their menu I think is because I know a restaurant that still hasn't released a vegan burger they've got a vegetarian burger but they haven't released a vegan one yet not because they're against it or anything it's because they're just like we can't get a recipe that lives up to the rest of our menu yet like we're really really trying we're still working on it it will come eventually we're almost there but like we still haven't got it but when we do we'll be ready and like they've you know they're not they've always said it to like vegans being like look we are like we want to be vegan friendly we are working towards it we just want to make sure that it lives up to the expectations that you have with the rest of the menu so you know there are places that are still trying and these places are super successful it's just like they're still working on it because they just want to make sure that they're doing it as absolutely as best as possible and aren't just kind of throwing it out for the sake of oh well we need an option so it's it's nice and like you know you can't sort of you can't really like be upset with anyone who's not trying to take on for a challenge so it's funny because i uh i initially was going to ask you about you know because food is such a sitting around the table you're sharing this experience with someone and catching up and all this and all that kind of stuff and that if potentially what you do negates from that but then again like one I guess it's more it's more kind of like a sport thing or, or, or the challenges and also you get all of that but just behind the scenes like when you meet the people and the cooks and you, you know you share this experience with them and then sharing the content that you make for them I guess you get that anyway yeah, no, it is kind of like, I've not really thought about it like that, but it kind of had been, um, you know, I get there early, I chat with the guy, like, I, I always organise it pre, like, beforehand, I don't just kind of, like, waltz up and it's like, hi, I'm going to do a food challenge today type thing, like, that's, you know, not, I don't do that at all, but, um, so, you know, I get to meet the guys, you know, I make sure that I film their place to make sure that they're getting, you know, the recognition they deserve because they're the ones who are actually cooking it, not me, like, they're the talented ones, I'm just here to set up a camera and eat something but um they and like normally when I sort of start it people because you know it's quite hard in like you know places like London as well it's like to find talking points just randomly like spontaneously out of nowhere type thing whereas you know me doing this food challenge you kind of like look around and it's like I is this as weird as I think it yeah, is kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. And they're, pro they're probably chatting and just being like, I'm hypnotised, but this is kind of strange, isn't it? Like, you know, they're probably chatting and they're probably like, you know, met someone they didn't even realise. So like, you know, even though I'm not part of the conversation, I'd like to hope that maybe I started it up a little bit. You know, I've chatted with so many, you know, I do cut out of the videos because I don't think that, like, I don't have like, you know, disclosure forms or anything for them to sign. So it's a bit like I... I know that a lot of people aren't comfortable with being on camera or want their voices on camera or anything like that. So I always try and like get a feel of who I'm talking to. You know, are you okay with being in film? If I think they're in shot and they're, you know, if I feel like they're not going to be comfortable with it, I might just say like, oh, by the way, you might be in like slightly in shot if you 
I'm, I'm happy to move it or if you don't you know if you want to move I'll never like interrupt somebody but it's like it's happened where someone's you know been so interested they want to watch it and like they've moved to kind of sit where they want to watch it and I'm just like just to let you know you are in you're like in my shop yeah. so you're more than welcome to watch and that's totally fine but just to let you know and they're like some a lot of them just kind of like oh sorry like you know and I'm like it's fine it's fine you know still keep chatting with me like it's all okay like, you know I love the I love chatting with people whilst doing it because some people they'll stand there in silence I'm like guys you, you can talk to me like it's fine <laughs> yeah well whilst you eat though isn't that dangerous don't you get scared you'll choke or something <laughs> luckily not like because I like I said earlier like I can't open my throat or anything which is I think the possibly like the reason behind the choking like I do sort of sit there it's just like it sounds ridiculous like I, I sit and really enjoy my food like I sit there I chew it I savor every bite I savor every flavor type thing and you know I just I've I've never really had a problem with it so it's not something that I've you know, I know it's something that can happen, especially in like competitive. I think that's the reason why well, it's not the reason, but it's like I don't like the kind of competitive atmosphere, especially when I know that people are going to beat me. And it's like you want to look like you're trying your best type thing. That's probably the most likely place that I'm going to do it. But if it's just me sat with my tripod, you know, I've, I've had a couple of like time limit ones, but I tend to eat quite fast anyway. So whereas normally I've organized with the restaurant, it's my challenge. I get to do what I want with it type thing and I go at my own pace. So I've never really had a problem with it, luckily. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it sounds like you're very much in control of how it goes and the, comp- the not the competition, but the experience in itself. And, and the best thing about that is you get to enjoy it you know yeah absolutely and like sort of I've you know I've spoken with restaurants and they're like you know we can um we can make a challenge for you and we chat about how big it's going to be and they're like you know they'll suggest something and I'll be like oh that's like far too big I don't think you know because it depends what they're after if they want to make something absolutely like ginormous and I think I'm going to get about a quarter of the way through it and everything it's just like it doesn't make you know it it's the thing that doesn't make the headlines it's like if it's like girl finishes this that's the thing that's going to go into the news that's the thing that you're going to see online you're not going to sort of watch a video and be like girl gets you know five bites into it realizes she can't do it it's just like that's not an interesting video so you know if you make it so so big like there are some videos where it's like it can be massive and that will still go viral because it's just a fun concept and you know you send it to your mate who you think has got the biggest appetite in the world that type of thing but um but I try and like work with the restaurant to be like let's make something that I think I'm capable of finishing but I'll always you know every time over the years things have got like slightly bigger right right (laughs) just because it's like it's sort of you know I think my first ever challenge was like a 24 ounce burger and then like last year I finished my first ever 50 ounce burger so like that's taken like sort of three years and I've managed to almost double it in size wow that's pretty impressive (laughs) so yeah so it's sort of I do feel like I'm in control a lot of the time but also it's like it's up to them what kind of outcome they want from it and you know if they want me to finish it or not and usually like they're they're I'd say like 99% of the time they want to work with me and they will just go with whatever they think is best for me which is so I'm so lucky to have yeah yeah that is incredible it's so nice to build relationships like that and do you ever get um criticism or like hate from people who who I don't know I cuz I was just trying to think about it you know who what kind of people would like oppose it or people being like oh it's it's food going to waste or anything like that I mean maybe not I was just trying oh, to think so of- basically if like if one of my videos gets picked up like by newspapers so 
we're talking like, <laughs> let's be real, it's like, it's the Daily Mail commenters. And like, I know, I know what I do is very controversial. I don't go into every situation and think everyone's gonna love what I do. And I'm like, let's be honest, this is a very controversial subject. If you don't know everything about it, like the first instinct is like, that's a bit, you know, some people can be very disapproving, which I completely understand. I don't come in and think, well, how can they not understand it? It's just like, I, I totally get it. But yeah, it's the Daily Mail commenters and I think they hate everyone, so. <laughs> And um, and I've actually had an experience with, like, for instance, Daily Mail. This was a few years ago. And so ages ago, I think it's about, I think it's been about three years now, I used to be a kid's entertainer. So I used to dress up as, like, the Disney princesses. I dressed no up way. as, like, you know, sort of... I've dressed up as like a Power Ranger, I've been animals, I've been Batgirl, I've been superheroes, I've been everything. Like I've, I've had a lot of fun with that job, but it was quite funny because I got a, it was a comment on the Daily Mail and it was from, it was from this lady, I'm just gonna call her Melissa, I don't know. Um, so Melissa writes and she's just like, uh, this is so disgusting. You're, you know, you're such a bad role model towards girls and, you know, things like that. It's so, you know, it's, it's wrong. And, um, and I was like, I looked at this comment and I was like, this name looks really familiar. So I clicked on her profile and I started going through and I, I was just like, okay. So I replied back to her comment and was like, hi, Melissa. Um, that's really funny you should say that because actually three months ago I you had a kid's birthday party with um, Elsa as a children's entertainer that was me no way you came up to me afterwards said how wonderful I was with your daughter and all the girls and I know this because you tipped me <laughs> god good for you and then she like deleted the comment like within minutes and was like i'm so sorry i had no idea and i was like i was like you know i had a bit of a joke with it i just said like look i, I get it you didn't put the two and two together but just sort of like i said that's absolutely fine you didn't understand i don't mind people putting out their opinions it's me putting myself into a public eye i totally get it you know i should expect bad reviews from things as well that's fine but it's just there like just try to understand that like you've seen about 0.5 percent of my life like, you know, I do this one thing, I do this food challenge and all of a sudden everyone thinks they know me and I'm like, sometimes you just don't, you know? <laughs> and like, that was, that was a real kind of, and from then on, I think I've just kind of, you know, if I do get the comments being like, you're a bad role model or you're this or you're that, I'm just there like, I can guarantee, I'm not saying that everyone has to like me. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that, you know, I'm not someone that everyone needs to like or whatever you know you'd be daft if you think that everyone's gonna like you but um but I like to hope that if I did meet them that they at least wouldn't be disgusted with me <laughs> yeah I mean I you're so right people no one is ever gonna like you and I think there's a quote out there that's like if everyone likes you then you're you're, you're doing something wrong or something like that but it's uh it's I find it fascinating when you have these kind of keyboard warriors who and honestly, I think that they a lot of the time are projecting some kind of insecurity or frustration that they feel and they're putting it on you. And if honestly, like nine times out of 10, if you had a phone conversation with these people and spoke to them, they'd be really nice and probably be like, quite apologetic and be like, I didn't know. Because you don't associate that person with being a human being when it's behind a screen. No, absolutely. And like sort of, as I said before, it's like being in the public eye, you can't expect to just purely have like positive reactions to everything that you do i mean it's you know it's just not the way the world works like you're not 
you know, you're not invincible to any bit of criticism. It's like someone is going to hate something about you at some point. But it's just trying to sort of go in with the bravery. If you're going to go into the public eye, it's just going in with the bravery of, you know, you hear these things and trying not to let it affect you. Like, don't, you know, I remember sort of over the last couple of years, like I gained a little bit of weight and like I started getting comments of even from my guy mates, like not in a, not in like, they, they didn't mean this in a way. If anything, it should be really flattering. But like some of my mates genuinely thought I had a boob job. <laughs> No way! Like, <laughs> wow, I wish I had that problem. Well, like, you say that, but I mean, I'm very good at disguising the weight everywhere else. Like, I'm very good at wearing, like, sort of tight things to the right places and, you know, just, like, dressing to my body figure and stuff. But, like, that was, you know, and I was there, like... Oh, you know that's fine and everything but years and years ago that would have gotten me so down I was like oh my gosh people are really noticing that I'm putting on weight like that would have really really bothered me so over the years of like doing social media and things it's like it's definitely built me like giving me more of a backbone it's definitely like made me braver I try not to like I definitely don't reply to the bad comments anymore because like it there's it's almost like that's what they want like that's that's what they like get off of and it's like I don't want to give you anything to go off of and like the only time I ever will is like I'll maybe reply you know if they're especially when people are like oh how do you know she's so lucky she stays so skinny and I'm like hun this isn't luckiness this is me working really hard but and you know and then I'll just be like I hope I hope this makes sense I hope this understand like really friendly and I'd say about 99% of the time they come back I'm so sorry you know and like you say you know if you actually got them on the phone they'd be really nice to you and apologetic and everything it's just you know just try not to let like the bad comments get to you because I just you know you're not going to be liked by everybody and they're going to probably forget about it in like half an hour so <laughs> yeah exactly and it's not about you most of the time you know it doesn't have anything to do with you like they're going to hate on someone and like you said that a lot of the time these people they just want attention and they're just there if they're not a troll then they're just there and like getting their anger out in some reason maybe they had a shit day and they're just putting on you like there's just no point in trying to change that person or the comment or no exactly and if if you if you really feel the need and I have done this in the past where I've written a reply and it's been lengthy as well you know when you've like you know it's just like you know what I'm gonna give you a piece of my mind kind of yeah, thing yeah you've got time You're yeah like, okay, and, and it like this. and it ends up becoming like your own mini like personal novel almost of like how much you hate this kid or whatever and then and then just delete it and it, honestly I know it's like one of the really like you know 101 get over how to get over something I'm like it helps so much <laughs> I've done it no, multiple right. times just make sure because I think once I almost sent it and I was like oh my god that was so close <laughs> yeah I know that's so right like even uh even if it's a mess someone who's pissed me off or something doesn't even have to be a mean comment when you write it out and you express yourself and you feel like okay I've got that out I understand like why it's almost like that... getting it out of your body like you know yeah. you need to like vent it out of your body like bless my mum she is an absolute angel sent from heaven above she listens to me rant about things you know you know things that just like tick you off or whatever and obviously because of lockdown there's like no one else to talk to I'm like oh my god I'm my mom I'm so sorry your ears must bleed every day <laughs> yes I get that my mom and my best friend like I call them and I'm like I am so sorry that we're friends but you just need to listen to me for half an hour like, yeah it's like I need to, I need to be upset about this and you also need to be upset about this too <laughs> exactly yeah yeah they have to feel the pain I need empathy right now exactly but like I think it's you know you just have to go in like if you're going to be on social media you've kind of got to like just go in with the expectation that not everyone's going to like you and just you know and understand that and you know I'm someone who like desperately needs to be liked so like you know I 
completely get it if someone, you know, isn't as strong of a person to take on the criticism and everything. And I'm very fortunate. I actually don't get a lot on my personal. Like, I'm incredibly fortunate that I don't because what I do is ridiculous and, you know, shouldn't probably get the amount of support that it does. But, like, I'm very, very lucky with it and I just appreciate it constantly. So, yeah, it's just with the trolls and things, just try not to take it too much to heart, which is easier said than done, but... <laughs> And yeah, as we like kind of wrap this up, because we've been going for a while and like I've literally been loving talking to you and I still have so many questions. But to kind of wrap this up, if you, there's, you know, somebody out there who they want to do this as a career or they want to get involved in food challenges, is there any kind of advice that you would give them or anything like that? So at the moment, it's like because obviously over like over the years, the food industry, like more they've become like more and more food bloggers and everything. And it's you know, it's a very saturated market and stuff, but it still doesn't mean that there isn't room for new people to come in. I've seen people come in over the years. I'd say, you know, work on your own content, make sure that it makes you happy. Make sure that like, you know, try and find a niche if you can. I know that's much easier said than done. Um, you know, even go back to basics, like go to simplicity. You don't have to be having like a four stack burger in order to hit the explore page or anything. It doesn't have to be like the biggest thing. I mean, what I've started noticing recently is like, I've gone a bit more backwards and I've gone to more like England, like traditional English foods, thing that you don't necessarily see on your timeline anymore, like a nice roast dinner or like fish and chips or like, you know, things like that. That's very like wholesome and whatnot. Not saying that everyone needs to do it. It's just sort of something that I've noticed that works for me. Um, you know, just make sure that your photos are like nice and bright and stuff that you're, you know, happy that fits, like, don't worry too much about having, like, an aesthetic, I know that that works for some people, but, like, I don't, and I still, it still works fine for me, make sure it's personal with you, and, you know, it's, and, like, if you're at a stage where you think that, like, you're ready to kind of take on brands and things, you know, you can literally, I've seen people with a thousand followers start working with brands, like, I'm not saying, you know, Micro has gotten such a shining light onto it, and I applaud Micro influencers, I think they do such a fantastic job, and you know they work their asses off and they do uh, they produce amazing content and they're so dedicated and passionate like you know start looking at some prs like message them just say hi like i'm really interested i'm based in this area you know literally even if you just google prs in whatever area that you're in like just give it a go you know you can send a million and one emails it's like a job application you can send a million and one not hear back from them you send one you get in you go to like one event that they might invite you to you then meet more people like you know i'm not saying that it will definitely happen for everybody but it's just like you start somewhere you give it a go and just try your best and if not, drop me a DM. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I'll give you some really specific advice if you catch me on a day where I'm not busy. So <laughs> Amongst the guys who are asking where they shake their girlfriend Valentine's Day. It's fine. Just as long as it comes in with a question, you know, I'm sure you must get it as well where like the DMs where it's just like, hi, what's up? And you're just a bit like, where am I supposed to, what am I supposed to go with this? But if you've got like a question and if I'm not busy, if I'm like not out with my friends or if I'm not working or anything, I'm usually on my phone. So I do try and get back to, I mean, I'm not saying I get back to every DM, but like I get back to a few. And if you've got some really, you know, I've been answering a couple of girls who got in touch recently and they were asking the same question. Like, how do you get into the food industry? One of the girls, she caught me on a day where I'd literally, I think it's like day two of doing like absolutely nothing. And I just went in on it. Like I had my Instagram like up on my desktop. I'm typing at the speed of like, I think this girl was so shocked at how quickly I was getting back to her. Like if you catch me on a day where I've not got a lot on, I can really, 
really give you all the time in the world. So, you know, if that is the case, if my answers aren't good enough for you and you still want to like learn a bit more, feel free to drop me a DM because I'm happy, you know, if you catch me on a good day, I'm happy to answer. <laughs> That's really nice of you, you know, because a lot of people who want to get involved with that kind of thing, I think they feel like they can't reach out to the person in the field that they're inspired by because they don't have time or they're too busy or anything. And I think it's, yeah, it's really cool of you to firstly give out really good advice and then also offer for people to reach out. Like, that's very nice. I'm I'm quite fortunate that like this is my full-time job whereas like some of the other foodies like I'm sure that they'd love to get back to like every single DM and some of them actually do which I just literally applaud them for because they're amazing because they'll be working in like you know sort of one of them works like I think in like Specsavers like headquarters and that's his like full-time gig as well as he goes to like he goes to London constantly and he's you know constantly in and out of his like local town and he's constantly on the move type thing and I'm like where do you find the time for this and then he's replying back to people's dms as well I'm just like how do you do this you know I I'm fortunate in the time you know with the time that I'm given I try and give back as much as possible because I think it's you know I'm so grateful for the job that I have and I wouldn't be there without the people asking those questions and being so interested and you know why they pick me to ask it's just it's lovely so if I do have the time I will definitely try and get back as long as it's definitely a question and not just like what's up <laughs> Boom! Another Progress Pure pod in the bag. I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to my Insta at Progress Pure. And especially if you have any ideas for future podcasts or things you just want to hear me talk about. I'm thinking about even going vegan for two weeks because someone recommended it. So hit me up. Mm-hmm.